It's green for go. They're racing. He says go. He says Tara. And Tiger Tara rolls away from them on the home turn. Here comes another big boil over. Equine athleticism at its best. The king is in the castle once more. This is in one race. The rest are almost in another post. She is a star with a capital S. It's going to be a triple treat. A miracle three-peat. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed history here at Manangle. What about that? It's getting right up on the sprint lane and it's going to bolt in. Good morning, welcome to another episode of the Sprint Lane. It's the live show, our, the highlight of our week, Jess and Freddie. Welcome. Hi, Paul. Hi, Fred. Hello, Great Jess to be back. Yeah, another Tuesday rolls around. This is cosy, isn't it? We're in the winner's lounge at Club Angle. We were last week too, but we've rearranged the configuration. We've we've flipped it round. So if you're watching on the live stream, you, you see a different look. We've got these beautifully framed pictures of some of the champions of our of our sport who've, who've um, done such amazing things here on this very track. Uh, I've got Bruce Christensen from Clubman Angle, the CEO, here right next to us as well. So, yeah, this is different, guys. It is a nice setup. We keep surprising <laughs> each week with a different with a different background. Great history behind us too, all Miracle Mile winners uh, from yesteryear and, uh, yeah, good, uh, good to reflect. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, hey, Bruce, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, great to have you on. Um Wonderful that we can, I guess, get together at a time like this because this is, in, in many people's eyes, the highlight of the racing calendar, but particularly here at Club Angle. Uh, without doubt, it's it's our highlight. Um, we've, we've obviously got a big year ahead of us as well, um, the uh, Tab Eureka for the first time uh, later this year. So it's a huge year, um, but this is our our every year race. This is the one we look forward to. Hundred percent, Fred. It's a uh, uh, talking to a lot of the participants. I know at the uh, Harness Racing New South Wales Awards, which doubled up as the uh, the Barrier Draw event on Sunday, um, many of the participants saying the same thing that this is the top of their list of the the ones they they want to win. So, and certainly from the club's point of view, it's it's the top top of our list. How's your week been, Jess? Yeah, it's been very good, very busy as you can expect, um, yeah. but very good. Oh. It's starting to feel a bit like Christmas week, isn't it, with the Miracle Mile right on our doorstep? And you, Freddie? Yeah. Same, same for me, but I'm back to normality next uh, after the Miracle Mile is from next week, but just, uh, you know, the move and uh, all that sort of stuff. But uh, what a week it promises to be, and you're right, it is like Christmas, isn't it? Like that, that feel, and I know what's going to happen. We'll get to, uh, you know, five past 11 or ten past 11 on Saturday, and it'll be like, you know, when you have your, your Christmas lunch, you've opened your presents, you've had Christmas lunch, and you get to three o'clock on Christmas Day, and you think... Now I just want yeah, to exhale. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it's going to be like at about 10 past 11 yep. for so many people. All right, well, let's get into it, eh? Hey, Bruce, um, so tell us that, like, obviously this is a, a three-week carnival, which we know has Newcar- the Newcastle Mile as part of it, but, you know, the centrepiece of it does revolve around what happens here at Club Angle. How long is that process... Is it is it just an ongoing... I guess the year probably overlaps itself. Yeah, it does, and it starts um, late... Late last year, uh, with the preparations, and uh, Jess, Jess is um, a key part of our marketing team, and the marketing team is sort of uh, uh, organising things that far out. Hospitality plans are being put in place, those sorts of things. Then, of course, you fast forward through to a couple of weeks before the, um, I suppose, as you say, we would say the start of the carnival with the Newcastle Mile. But of course, we're having prepar- um, the qualification races uh, for the Chariots of Fire and, and those sorts of events starting. And, and that's when things, I suppose, from a racing point of view, start to get serious. And, and so, to the preparations at the actual track itself get serious then. So, Whilst we call it a three-week carnival of racing, in terms of preparation, it's actually uh, quite a lot longer than that. Yeah. Jess, hey, what a great opportunity for you, eh? you got the boss right right here. <laughs> I, I made sure he didn't stand next to you. You can put him under the pump about anything now. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's been a very the big... The pay rise you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. perfect time right now to, to pitch up for it. But no, it's been a very big few months for the club, but... Saturday night was probably where all eyes really were on Clubman Angle with the invitations being issued and the wild cards being selected. Just how hard was it for the board of directors to make that decision? So I think in the end it probably wasn't too difficult. Um, throughout the night it was certainly interesting and, um, and and whilst ultimately it's the directors who endorse what happens, um, David Watson, as the, as our racing manager, obviously plays a major part in in the recommendations that that get sort of put forward to the board. And I know he was um, a little concerned with how things were tracking throughout the night, and um, I think was 
very relieved um, with the run of Bravia Kelly in, in uh, the Queen Elizabeth II yeah. because I think most people would, would acknowledge that that probably made it a fairly easy decision in the end. Um, but it was more the nerves, I think, getting to sit at that point. So History has always shown where a mare comes out and runs a cracking race in the uh, the old ladyship mile or the, the Queen Elizabeth II, they're generally going to go into the, the Miracle Mile field. I was very confident that only after we saw what she did, I did tweet out whoever wins the QE2, if they run a sub-150, they're nearly going to come into calculations. And Brave You, Kelly, yeah, what a performance that was. Well, we, we said on the show um, on Sunday when we had one on the, on the sprint lane when we did an episode from the Industry yep. Awards, and we said, in a way, a horse like Bondi Lockdown probably ran himself out of the Miracle Mile. Hmm. You know, like, if that was quick enough, Bondi Lockdown, it felt like Bondi Lockdown probably had a hoof in the door if it went quick enough by running third, but it went so slow. You know, and that, that middle, those middle two sections. Oh, 59 yeah. eight or whatever it was, 59-5 middle half. You don't get that in a, in, in a race of that calibre. You yeah. just don't get it. You don't get it. Sometimes you don't even get that in trials here. Just left uh, the door ajar. And, and it just meant someone other, was... Yeah, yeah it, it, you're right. Well, I, I joked to Clint Bentley as he, as he um, went past uh, for the all clear... Mm. Um, I thought you might have had to find him for that qu- uh, for that quarter, because <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it took us by surprise. We certainly didn't expect to see a time like that in a race like that, and and yeah, effectively what it did is it really meant that only the first two in that heat yep. were really going to have a chance to go yeah, through. Really, mathematically, nothing um, could get past them. Bruce, like you they? compared the third, the two third places in the sprints, and you had a three and a half second difference between the two third place getters. Um, you really couldn't justify um, putting Bondi lockdown yeah. in under under that those, that situation. Jack Trainer said it on, at, on stage at the awards, didn't he? He said, he said it said Jack, Jack Callaghan should be put in jail for stealing, <laughs> stealing. That, stealing those sectionals. Um, look, I, I think you've, you know, I think they got it right. Um, and we had Andrew Giorgio on the on the show yesterday, and we went through the tab markets. As we said, we we did a forty five minute show, and out of the, the the eight starters, and then obviously we talked about the two emergencies as well. We poured more time into Captain Ravishing than any other horse, and, and that's the reality of it now. That horse is just a talking point. Now, performance, the, the horse is in on performance and, and merit, no doubt. You know, it ran a, ran a sub-150 time in the chariot, so that stands alone. That, that's fine. But the, the conversation that this horse generates and the publicity and the, all the banter and everything that goes around it, it is, is worth a lot as well Had to know, be going there. into this race. Had to yeah. be there because the, the, jet, the, the publicity he generates – and he was not only capturing the imagination of harness fans when he was racing, you know, when he first came back and was beating up fields in Melbourne, he was capturing the imagination of galloping putters and, and, and non-harness people. So just from that perspective, I think he had to be there. He's got a real tough assignment with the barrier, and I'll go into detail about the barrier draw a bit later, but he had to be there. And obviously, on merit, and Bravia Kelly, on merit. Yeah. Bruce, as a, an over, just to, I guess, one of the things we wanted to talk to you about was what this means to how this club sustains itself over a year. This carnival is so important for the sustainability of this this whole club over a 12-month period, doesn't it? I Definitely from a sustainability point of view, but it also becomes um, so important as to the way we market ourselves. Um, so to have the opportunity to have the, the best horses here, um, we need to basically cash in on that and... and um, if we want to uh, continue this battle for relevance in the marketplace, you have to take every opportunity when you get these best horses here yeah. at the track. And it's it's why it's so important that we get the balance right in selecting the field between uh, reputation, and obviously we've come from an era where um, it was purely invitation and horses would rest on their previous uh, history in terms of performance to, to uh, just, I suppose, bank on an invite. Now it's important that we actually... Um, get the horses racing here uh, to help select that field. So we need that balance to, to balance the performance here during the carnival with the reputation, and that's why, that's why those couple of um, discretionary spots or wild cards are, are really important. So we, can, um, we do want to get the best field, yep. uh, but we also do need to reward uh, the performances in those lead-up races that are here. So, so we, want, we want them here for the Miracle Mile, but we want them here for the carnival, and, uh, and we do need to showcase them when we get them here. And as you say, the... The money you make through the carnival, of course, is vital, um, but so too is the 
to establish the um, the reputation of the sport. And um, of course, the Eureka down down the track in September will give us another great opportunity to to do that. Um, and again, with significant um, marketing opportunities for that as well. So that's that's what's I think really important. We've said a lot here at the club. We've um, spent. A lot of time building what we've got here the move obviously from harold park and to establish this track and facilities to establish the menangle country club um just outside the the racing precinct we've built all these things we now need to market them and of course we've we've had uh covid strike in between that time which has slowed up the opportunities there but now that people are sort of accepting where that's at uh we now need to really move and we need to market our venue and our sport so I can just say uh, a couple of things on that. Obviously, post-COVID, we'd hope for a big crowd this, this Saturday night, wouldn't we? We'd oh, so. we, we certainly would. And it's um, the change in the football season isn't ideal. Yeah. Um, I have to say that we, we had um, placed uh, the Miracle Mile in this particular week um, a few years back. Uh, we wanted continuity. It had, it had bounced around a bit in, in, uh, over a number of years and we wanted people to know that the Miracle Mile would be the first week of March. That, that was something we, we, we spoke a lot about at the time. But, of course, that was at a time where the football was starting a week later and it was, it was a great week for us because no, no trial games, uh, so we had sort of clear air from, from the football. Uh, but, of course, with the change in their competition uh, and an extra team, they've moved a week forward. So we are now in competition uh, with, with the start of the NRL season, which isn't ideal. Yep. Uh, we don't have any games around us um, on, on Saturday night, although there is games in Sydney and, and obviously a lot of attention. So that that's not an ideal thing, but we are, we are still very confident that, particularly from the local area, uh, we'll get significant support. The, the ticket sales are strong into the corporate areas. They always are. Um, into those areas, it's the what will make the, the night is the um, general public crowd that we get through. The There's gates. a buzz, isn't there, guys? I mean, Evan walking in here today, and obviously we're, we're racing slightly earlier today with the ten race card, which we'll get in into later. But it means that because of everything else that's going on around the carnival, trials are on earlier. We walk in, we never walk in and see the the atmosphere like we even got today on a Tuesday morning. There's a buzz about this this event. There really is a buzz, and it feels like it's been like that for the past few weeks, especially with the visiting trainers from. New Zealand, WA and Victoria, Queensland. It's been really exciting and I tell you what, this weekend, bring it on. Bruce, one of the things, I, I, I call it the unofficial start of the carnival, Hondo Grattan Night. I know that's five weeks out from yeah. Miracle Mile, but, but effectively that it is the unofficial start of the carnival. Is there any thought, has, has there ever been any thought given to Elongate and, and, and incorporate that or it, it's just... Uh, not yeah. a consideration. Yeah, it's an interesting point. We've actually had um, – we've got um, a strategic planning session coming up not long after the carnival finishes, actually. And from a racing point of view, the way we um, showcase feature racing is something that certainly will be a part of that. And there's discussions both ways on that as to do you elongate it or do you actually um, look at, I suppose, how we used to have it where – these races had their own place within it within a carnival throughout the year. Um, it is difficult pulling crowds back to back to back. Yep. Um, your racing enthusiast will um, will come for those those races, but to get the just the general support of say the local area when they know the big events coming, yes, it's um, hard to get them to come to those leading leading weeks. So that's that's probably the argument against elongating the carnival, even though there's some fantastic racing, as sure. as you said, sort of um, heading into the carnival. So it is an interesting interesting discussion, and it's one where. Um, I think it's important. We've got a lot of members of our team, like Jess and David Watson, who um, come from a, a racing background through through their through their families. But then we also have others in the team who um, experts in their roles, but not necessarily from a racing background. And I think it's an area where it's really important to engage with both both those sure. those people because the the people who don't come from a racing background to get their ideas on what would appeal to them and what would um, encourage them to come along is really important to understand that yeah. uh, in a world of social media where it's it so much dominates what we do know is uh, you need to appeal to people in a way that appeals to them so uh, for example if it's a non-racing person in our local area um, 
what looking at pictures of horses racing and things isn't going to grab their attention. What will grab? So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So we've seen recently here the the night markets have such yes. great success and and bringing people to our track. And when they do, they engage with the racing, which is fantastic. They they so that they, they love the mini trots. Like the the families that come along to the yeah. to those markets just love the mini trots. They and, get into it, don't they? Yeah, they they really <laughs> and and so engaging they'll be here for a couple of hours so they, they yeah they go to the markets to get their food but then they're out trackside watching and that's and that's fantastic and it's a yep. good example of how uh using a non-racing um uh, appeal to to get people to come to racing and and so uh when we market these events we really do need to listen to those non-racing people as well to see what would what would yeah. appeal to you and get well, you that's along. our growth corridor isn't it you know those oh, people so f- for sure on the mini trots hey oh, i reckon the mini trotters get a louder cheer than the than the big guns when when, the, they when do there's it. a battle on going like, yeah, <laughs> i it's think good. they do and freddie thr- encourages yeah, we've, got, we've got, got the mini miracle miles this week as yep. well so yeah, so yeah. for those yeah. kids yeah. and we've got Absolutely. we've got people in the miracle mile who've won the the mini trot miracle mile absolutely yeah so hey there's a progression i think i think all right, Bruce, you're not with us long. Let's uh let's get, get into some racing. Hey, Honolulu Bay, wow. You know, favourite for the Miracle Mile for a reason because yeah, that's back to back outstanding victories, Fred. So a win in the sprints and yeah, coming off that imp- very impressive win in the Hunter Cup. Well, the way it was the way he did it as well. There was speed on in that uh, in that qualifier. And he rounded them up very quickly, deepest on the turn. And uh, the horse that he beat is no slouch, and yeah. was you know, you know trying to make all. And uh, they got home. Uh, they got home in quick time, twenty-seven six. Uh, they went a fifty-five um, back half, but they'd gone a twenty-six four burn early. Uh, and Honolulu Bay, he was able to uh, to run away by a couple of metres, favourite justifiably, and in early. Prognostications. I'm I'm sort of leaning towards uh, Honolulu Bay as yeah, my on yeah, top tip. It's pretty good. What about? The, I mean, we've talked a little bit about the, the turtle crawl that Spirit of St Louis <laughs> um, put on, but it was a great tactic. You only got a win to get a spot in the race, Jess. That's exactly right. It was a masterful drive, I thought, from Jack Calligan. As soon as he got to the front, there he controlled it all his way, and he gave them no opportunity to even put themselves into it. So. Really, nothing should have been able to run past Spirit of St. Louis on those times, and they didn't. So, yeah. well done to Jack. Yep. So, that, um, so, Spirit of St. Louis beat Hurricane Harley. So, there's two spots. I'm not sure if we – you talked about the other horse just then, Fred. I'm not sure if we said expensive ego. So, there's four spots. No Bondi lockdown, as we said. We moved into the, uh, the QE2 mile. Uh, Bravey Kelly was just outstanding. Now, this is a horse that Cameron Hart has aligned with going back sort of two months or so ago. Yep. He, he, he made the call. He – he said it the other day uh, at the awards, he said, I got in touch with Jack Trainer and said, hey, don't forget me. If this becomes available, I want the chair. Uh, he got the drive. He's got it into a Miracle Mile. Can't do much more than that. We flagged her, oh, what, November, October last year in this very podcast that she was going to be a force in the, in the carnival. And boy, she's found her way into a miracle mob. But it was the Absolutely. way she did it. Yeah, it, it was, was the dominant. way she did it. it she was, was it three was deep for 800 metres. Yeah. Three deep for 800 metres. Yep. Um, and look, the horse that tried to run her down is no slouch, Amore Vida, ran her to three metres. But just what she did, she's broken the 150, and not just, she, she broke it well. Um, I thought that was an outstanding performance by her, and she's not out of place. Uh, test for her against the boys, yeah, no doubt about that, sure. but she is not out of place in that race. She yep. was brilliant. Absolutely. Not a surprising Quinella for me. I'm a big rap on Amore Vida, yeah, okay. but um, you know, Bravi Kelly uh, was very good. So Bruce... That gave us our field because we already had, um, obviously, that we had catch a wave. You guys then had two positions to, to come up with. Um, sorry, Bravey Kelly was one of them. Um, you came up with Captain Ravishing as well. You know, and it must have been, you've already said it, it was a bit of a bit of a relief then to see Bravey Kelly come out and deliver like that. Yeah, well, I, I think, I mean, the way the sprints panned out, I mean, if anybody was questioning Captain Ravishing being in, and I think you guys have already spoken here today about um, its merits for being there with 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 its record leading leading to our carnival. Uh, but if there was any doubt, I think that the sprints took care of that. Uh, it was going to take something out of the ordinary for it to not be selected. So so the way they panned out, I mean, I think we can pretty safely say we had seven runners um, by the time the sprints were yeah. finished, and it was just a matter of of that last last place. And as I say. Um, we were, I suppose, looking for something special, um, yeah. and and fortunately, and got we, it. fortunately, we got yeah, that. Got um, yeah. with Ravier Kelly. So, yeah. Well, the other spot in the field is Mac Dan. Obviously, the first qualifier by winning the Newcastle Mile. When Andrew Giorgio was on the Sprint Lane podcast yesterday that we did, he said the money's only come for one horse, and it's Mac Dan. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, what, yeah. What we tried to okay, – because Andrew walked in and he said – before we started, he said, I've got a question for you. And it was Amanda Rando and I, and he said, who leads? And we actually sat there and debated that for a little bit and it ended up becoming the narrative that we talked through a bit in the show. But we probably landed on Mac Dan. There's not an obvious leader there on the inside gate. So we, we did land on Mac Dan and we, and we wonder whether that's why the money's come for Mac Dan. And he said it's 21s into 12s. Yep. So Well, he was $12 before the barrier draw. After the barrier draw, he blew out to, uh, to, to 21 and he's back in. I've done some stats on the barrier draws. So the first Miracle Mile was run here in 2009. Monkey King won that race. So there's been 13 additions since 2009. So the top three, that's 39 place placings, so to speak. Of the 39 holes to fill, Spankham won from barrier six, and there's been just seven horses place in a Miracle Mile from six, seven or eight. Wow. So barriers six, seven and eight, a kind of a poison chalice in yep. a way. As I said, Spankham won it from six, and there have been seven other horses to fill a placing in a miracle mile from barrier six, seven, eight. So it goes to show you what's that, my, my quick maths, that's about 32 or 31 of the uh, other placings have come from five in. So that's something to consider when you get horses like Onalua Bay, uh, Catchaway, Brave U Kelly, and of course, all things being equal, Spirit of St Louis will come out of barrier one if the uh, emergency doesn't get a start. Spirit of Lewis, he's, he's drawn to get a real suck run behind something. I, I, I agree Mac Dan will probably come out and look for the lead. Um, you know, does Brave U Kelly press forward? Um, but Spirit of St Louis wouldn't shock me to see him. The other stat I wanted to mention, the Chariots winner... Uh, in 2016, uh, won the Miracle Mile, and then the last six runnings of the Chariots, the place get, uh, the winner has been a place getter in a Miracle Mile. What's so it's it's a good race, a catch a wave. Don't underestimate yeah, yeah. catch a wave on oh, that stat. And rest it up, and you know, um, yeah, and, and, maybe, and maybe the rest is part of the thinking on Mac Dan as well. What we found interesting about Mac Dan is when Mac Dan won the Newcastle Mile last year, mm. got in front and, and was the was the pace setter this year. Different style again. Obviously, a different gate as well. Went went wide. Mark Pitt took the drive this year. Nathan Jack took the drive last year. We we believe Nathan Jack's got the drive this year. Mm-hmm. So does the driver and the style and the pattern. Nathan Jack has got to go out and get him style. Does that lead to Mac Dan being the leader with with nothing else obvious? You know, taking up that 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 seat now. What I found interesting about your stats there, Freddie, is we are talking about the horse they're backing. The glamour horse, Captain Ravishing, and the McCarthy Factor Expensive Ego, they're the three that you're saying stats say can't win. Stats say there's been yeah. one winner in yeah. 13 from barriers 6, 7 or 8 and yeah. only seven place getters from 6, 7 or 8. Yeah. So um, you go on that basis, they're going to have to be at the top of their game to be in the finish. They were outstanding horses. Yeah. Mac Dan, Captain Ravishing, Expensive Ego, yep. there's no doubt and I'm not trying to put the kibosh on them. I actually quite like Mac Dan in my top four. Uh, I'm sort of leaning down the path of leaving Captain Ravishing out of my top four. Um, but statistically, um, the way the races have been won, barriers one to five of the game. Well, I'm, I'm just noticing Jess has got the market in front of us. Um, mm. Captain Ravishing has come in a little bit there. It was $5 yesterday into four fifty as we record this, and you know, it's Tuesday morning. So um, there has obviously been a little bit, of, little bit of sentiment there for, you know, as we said, it's the horse everyone's talking about. Amanda Rando's got a, got a, she's had a little bit to do with Captain Ravishing mm-hmm. through, the, through the ownership and, and, and her family. Um, she's a strong believer that Captain Ravishing has to go back and then save up for that one, that one long burst. Andrew yesterday was saying he thinks that that's the horse that's got 500 metre plus as one long straight point-to-point burst. It, you know, if, if there's a track that caters to that, it's Menangle. Sure. Counter that with, Captain Ravishing's had three starts here and hasn't won a race. One of the few horses in the field that has never won a race here. I think Honolulu Bay's a high-speed horse yeah. too that's got a good, good turn of foot yeah. uh, at the back end as well. Um, don't forget, Captain Ravishing, he was favourite pre-barrier draw. Got out to around four fifty to five dollars. There'd be a fair bit of money tied up in futures betting oh. and and multis um, with On him Captain when Rose he was. Winning. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder whether some of that inward movement 
uh, will be offsetting well, some of that, that liability. It was maybe. $1. sixty to win this race the morning of the Chariots of Fire. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> and is now at four fifty or five dollars yesterday, Bruce. The very fact that we're having we're just one example of these type of conversations happening. You must be going. Bring it on! More, oh, more oh, of yeah. this. Keep talking about oh, my I mean, race. It's, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's and it's it's a great betting race. Yep, and uh, that's that, and it's also uh, has the potential for a great speed race. Um, yeah. Um, so with with the way the barrier draw fell, so both both of those things, yes, from our point of view, are the sorts of things we in this race. Is about speed. That's yeah. that's that's the way. That's the way it was built in the first place by by Len Smith all those years ago, and that's the way we like to push it. And, and with a million dollar prize money pool, there people are going to race the race that needs to be done to try and win that money. Now that doesn't always mean speed. Um, no. but the way the way things have uh, been drawn here, you would certainly think it is going to because that 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 race for the lead is going to be quick. Um, and as you've you've already um, highlighted, there's a couple of horses there with really sustained sprints where you yeah. would think um, the opportunity for a real quick miracle mile is is there uh, with this with this field. So Make an argument. Th- there's going to have to be a lot yeah. of moves too. Like yeah. as you when you look at you look at where these where these horses are drawn, and as you say, you look at the three outside horses. Um, yeah, you, you don't think it's going to be a case of um, like we saw in the first sprint um, on Saturday night. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think we'll see anything. I don't like, think they'll like, let Jack uh, get away with like that. that. Yeah, yeah. So. They won't let anyone <laughs> get away with that. <laughs> Not the um, miracle mile, you know, and you can make a case for and against every single horse in the field, and, and so it should be a, a horse of this magnitude, of this caliber of horse, you know, it should be fantastic. Now, the, I guess final question before you go: Have you spoke? Have you got your people to talk to Mister Weather God's people and make sure that we're all good for Saturday? We were, we were <laughs> laughing about it this morning because we had a look at it this morning. We looked at three different sites with three different um, uh, forecasts for there, and. Um, it's. I wouldn't say it's looking fantastic, but yeah. it's not looking terrible either. Yeah. So um, probably we're sitting at about a thirty percent chance of rain. Was high twenties? So yeah, 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 about twenty six, twenty seven degrees. So temperature wise, that's great. That's that's. Um, we know it can be uh, quite extreme out here, and whatever it is, whether it's uh, lightning, whether it's uh, temperature or wind or whatever it may be, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's the, we get the extremes. But yeah, so twenty six, twenty seven is great. Uh, it has improved um, the last two days, the forecast, so let's hope that continues yeah. on. We we start to look fairly seriously at it about Thursdays when we start to really sort of, I suppose, start to look at, okay, what contingency plans should we have depending on what, what that forecast may be. But um, I, I still think they just spin a chocolate wheel uh, early in the week to come up with what the forecast they, is. They, they say weather, <laughs> weather forecasters are never wrong, they just get the days mixed yeah. up. <laughs> oh, yesterday, I we sat down yesterday and I... I did the unthinkable and said it's hot, it's warm, it's beautiful, it's going to be fantastic, it's going to be fast racing. Last night I drove home in torrential rain. So my fault. Sorry, everyone. Um, Bruce, thanks for your time. I know you're busy. I know you've got a performance review on Jess to do as soon as you walk away from here. Um, so, um, well, thanks. she's getting paid by the hour. We're yes. in trouble because she's she's certainly clocked up some hours in the last in the last couple and, of weeks. And I think we've already blown out time on this podcast already. So, um, so he's costing you every every time we uh, we hang on. But uh, yeah, thanks for time i know you got a, a huge week it's you guys do it better than anyone in the country when it comes to putting on these carnival mates uh wish you the best of luck with uh, miracle mile night saturday night right. thanks Can't thanks for that thanks, and thanks for having myself. me today good, good on you right. good luck right. let's get into the other racing guys well bruce sort of takes exit left and um yeah good to have the boss in here jess yeah very nice oh. to have the boss in here beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> hey uh the, obviously miracle mile qualifiers were one part of the racing yeah, the racing that we saw on Saturday night, Fred. But Windy Hill Tara won the Oaks. I, I don't think I've seen a, a race change complexion like that one did. We that, had yeah. Kalua Flyby and Peaceful in this battle that looked like a two-horse race, and then suddenly they just folded back and everything else come through. And out of the pack is um, is the Queen of Bathurst, the man of Turnbull on Windy Hill Tara. Just, it was sensational. Real rough result, wasn't it? The, yeah. the first four placings, all roughies. And uh, this this filly, she's um, probably flown under the radar, Windy Hill Tara. The way she savaged the line, uh, Amanda, she was wrapped. She you know, a little, little bit excited, which you don't... Very see, rare, it's wasn't rare it for to Amanda to show that emotion yeah. because yeah. she's so... Her game face and her professionalism, it's just always... 
you know, it never lets a guard down and a little, like a little a salute. salute. Yeah, yeah, which you just yeah. don't Fantastic. get from an right. and, and And winning, of course, for Dad Steve, that, that would have had another, uh, you know, element to it as well. But uh, uh, big effort by her. Soho Seraphine uh, got off the inside and, and attacked the line and a couple of other roughies filling the, the minors. Uh, it was just a real rough result. And as you say, the, the favourites, they just... I, I didn't expect Kalua flyby to drop out the Fired way I up, thought. It? Yeah, yeah, it really did. Yeah. Uh, Peaceful had the real tough run, and you, you kind of had an expectation that it was too tall a task after that run. Uh, but I was a bit shocked about Kalua flyby the way uh, she uh, she dropped out. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought Windy Hill Tara, when you look back on her second placing in the Oaks heat, the writing was a bit on the wall there, mm. even though we couldn't look past Kalua flyby and Peaceful. But she definitely, Wendy Hill Tara, went fantastic in those heats the way she got home and she performed exactly the same yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, and a quick word on Amanda Turnbull. Fantastic she's picked up the drive on Hurricane Harley in the Miracle Mile. We said on Sunday, just feels right that there's a Turnbull in the Miracle Mile. Mm, just feels absolutely. right. So well done, Amanda, and best of luck. And she had a good night. She also won the Lady Drivers Invitational for Kerry Ann Morris on Port-au-Prince as well. So, yeah, great night for Amanda. Um, you know, it's great to see her come to come to town and do so well because she is an absolute weapon on the track. Uh, we, we had the pink bonnet as well, um, beautifully bred uh, Luxa Turner. Mm. Went round at a dollar forty five, and the margin doesn't. I don't think the margin does this domination justice because Luxa Turner had this race signed up very early and just was so far in front. And um, you know the the margin reduced slightly as they got closer to the line. But Ricky Elchin's got a real good one on his hands here. That he does, and it was a very confident drive by Rick, mm-hmm. I thought, and yep. I heard him in an in- interview with Paul Campbell after the race say this was a race that the La Spinner family really wanted to win for quite a while, and they got da- that done, and like you said, Luxa Turner, very well bred. I think it's from the same family of Ricky's good horses that have since moved on to America. Big run, the second horse. I know, I know it was never going to catch Luxa Turner, and as you say, Ricky sent Luxa Turner away on the turn, 20, 25 metres, in a flash. It was just a, a blinding turn of foot. But Remy Lou was wide, came from a minute back, and I thought it was a, a run where it had a flashing light saying, yeah, be on me next time, be yeah. on me in other races, yeah. because it's going to be uh, one uh, that, that's worth following. Yeah, good race, that one. I'll tell you what, I'll be keeping an eye for Luxa Turner when we get to the Gold Crown Carnival too. I think Luxa Turner's going to be really prominent through that. Uh, our money rocks. We talked about our money rocks last week. That's five in a row now since this horse has gone over to David Thorne. Uh, Chris Geary's had four of those five drives. That's 54 grand this horse has clocked up just this year alone. What a great return for owners. It's, a, it's one of those sayings, isn't it, Jess? The more they win, the better the price. And that's yeah. how it's been with this yep. horse. Um, and, and uh, you know, I'm thrilled to see the horse go well for, for Chris... For David and uh, and Mitch Lennigan, he's been a uh, an owner of of Thorny's. Uh, Very he had, long um, time. I'm just trying to think. Outrageous Cell springs to mind as one of the the, the good horses. Yeah, yep. long term client, and uh, they're having great success. Interesting to see how he goes up. He gets into a bit of a tougher race again this oh, Saturday. A tough but, race you know, tonight. It's a tough on Saturday, Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a tough, tough race. race. But you know, taking a, a five league picket fence into that race, you know, I, I I'd be writing off our money rocks at your peril because you keep getting a price and you just keeps delivering. So. Um, and, and obviously we had the heats of the Derby, so we've got a Group One, the New South Wales Derby this weekend. The heats, heats are really interesting. Out of Meteor for the Telfers and, and Tim Williams, obviously came back after probably the disappointment of Kalua Flyby and came out and won well with um, Alta Meteor, uh, Catalpa Rescue for Shane and Ryan Sanderson, and uh, naturally gifted for Wayne Dimmick and, and uh, Cameron Hart. Uh, beat better be the best, which was a bit of a turn up. Yeah, that last race was definitely an interesting one tactic-wise when David Moran elected to hold the lead, but naturally gifted. He's been a classy performer throughout his two-year-old season, so I, I, I wasn't shocked to see him in the winner's circle. A little but... birdie tells me <laughs> that you were tipping it to all and sundry in the media room. Now, <laughs> I, you know, obviously my phone number, you didn't have my phone number and didn't let me in on it. 80, 80 to 1. 81 yeah. dollars. <laughs> 80 to 1. I've, wow. I've followed it for quite some time. He's really yes. impressed me and good to see him get a nice win in the heat and hopefully he can go all the way in the final. Sets it up for um, a wonderful final this Saturday night, guys. All right, Cameron Hart, we've talked about him a little bit. He was a journeyman this week. Um, you know, a bit, bit out of character for Cam. Actually, we normally just see him at headquarters and he's, he, he gets enough drives and enough really good drives. He doesn't necessarily need to do the travel miles. But he had a double at Menangle on Tuesday, including the Black Prince, which is one that we were excited about seeing in last week's show. And 
just got home. Like it was a, a post-it note margin in that one, but just got home for the Black Prince. Well done to Roy Roots and Paul Borg and, and everyone involved in that horse. Great to see the Black Prince continuing to churn out some wins uh, as it gets into the twilight of his career. Um, Cam then went to Bathurst, on, which was unusual, on Wednesday. Jack Trainer engaged him for a couple of drives. He had a treble there, including... Yeah, how does Cam have an 80 to, 80 to 1 shot go around at Bathurst? Well, he had an 80 to 1 shot win on Saturday. Saturday. He's, he's right. the king of 80 to 1 shots. <laughs> so, and that was with Timely Sovereign for Leon Jurd. So uh, the punters, you see Cameron Hart at... at Bathurst on a Wednesday night, you probably want to take a little bit more notice than letting him go around at eighty-one dollars. Mm. Or maybe some people did get a piece of it and they're very happy he went around at eighty-one dollars. Bit of a fun fact on Cam as well. Last Tuesday he drove his eight hundredth winner here on a horse trained by Shane Sanderson. Interestingly enough, he actually drove his seven hundredth winner where on Timely Sovereign when he was trained by Shane Sanderson, wow. who he then went on to win at Bathurst wow. at those big odds. So Bit of an interesting fun fact. Good little Gary. <laughs> yeah, Jess. That's excellent. Uh, Chris Geary had a good week. We, we mentioned Chris before, but he had a double at Penrith on Thursday. Bookended that program, actually, so he had a real good week. Kevy Pizzuto, the bro, he won uh, races two and three on that Penrith card. Good to give our trainers a bit of a wrap. Uh, I know we talk about drivers a lot. What well on Kevy. Uh, Jack Callaghan, double at Newcastle on Friday. Now, he drove a winner for Grace Harmy. That's her... First of the year, she had a winner last year as well, and there hasn't been too many winners in Grace's training career. So, well done. That's her first for the year. Clayton Harmy, he had a training double at Newcastle. Uh, Blake Hughes and Will Rickson both um, featured in, in winners there. So, they both had doubles at Newcastle. Um, Grace Pinella, now she went out to Armidale, uh, went to Armidale on the weekend. Uh, they had their, their uh, Carnival of Cups meeting. Grace won the feature with Master Catch for Lisa McDonald. Now, we talked about Got a Shop early. Yes. Just missed out. Ran second in the, in the grand finale on the career. He had to run 1-2 to earn enough prize money to take his stakes earnings over 200000 and oh, he ran he second. Ran second. Well so he's well got just, I think it's $200,647. Yep. It's something over, but the, the, I know the connections. Richard and the team, they were hoping uh, he'd get over... Uh, the 200 he yeah, had to run nice one too milestone. he yeah. did it yeah, yeah. 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 So well done um, you know enjoy retirement big fella got a shop early Stylish Memphis is one that that's uh, called Stumps as well a little comment oh, it's just been such a pleasure to obviously to call but to you know be trackside so often Jess yeah to see her race she really has been an incredible mare and to win two one was a, a ladyship mile then the Queen Elizabeth II mile that's an incredible feat and she joins an elite list there, so well done to her on a fabulous yep. career, and I'm sure she's going to go on to produce, hopefully, some she's more superstars. Captain Treacherous, yeah. so, uh, isn't, that yeah. to, isn't that going to fetch a pretty oh, penny yeah. uh, if, if it goes to market? Yeah, won't it? All right, that, so that obviously there was a six-race card there at, at Armadale on Sunday. Um, Andrew Ison, he trained three of the six winners. The Isons are very prominent. Molly drove one of them, uh, Tommy drove two, so great day out for the Isons. Parks on Friday night. We had Mitchie Turnbull drive a double there. Uh, Damon Watson double at Tamora on Tuesday night. There was a treble at Tamora for Blake Jones. Now, a comment on the Blake Jones Ellen Bartley uh, set up. So Ellen at our awards won the drive of the year, Jess. It happened late in the year. It was, I think it might have even been New Year's Eve. It was, Dece- sure. it was so late December. Yeah. Late yes. Get an, get an yeah. entry in, but uh, won the Kevin Newman Award for drive of the year at the awards. So well done to Ellen. Um, the, the drive got shown on the big screen in the room and uh, she got a round of applause, a belated round of applause for a race that happened back in December. So well done, Ellen. <laughs> Hashtag Riverina form. Yeah, exactly right. She's the, we she's love the it. trainer. Blake gets all the drives. Maybe there might be a little conversation <laughs> going on going, hang on, I'm the one who won drive of the year. Award winning driver yeah. now, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. uh, well done, guys. It was great to see them make the trip here as well. You know, it's a, that's a, a real good effort to, for people from all over the state to have made the effort to be in the room. Great to see Ellen and, and Blake there on Sunday afternoon. So, yeah, she won the Kevin Newman Award. Brad Hewitt, he had a great day at Wagga on, on Friday. Treble for that. and Not unusual that we see uh, Brad Hewitt turn up and do so well. And we raced at Broken Hill on Saturday. Their Carnival of Cups meeting isn't far away. Um, Andrew Voslick, so there was, there was five races on that card. He drove through them, so... Well Not done. a bad return. Well, well yeah. done, well Andrew. Wonderful Dominant night 60% out. off the card. Uh, Jess, we had a pretty good day at the – so it was the Harness Racing New South Wales Industry Awards and the Club Menangle Awards on Sunday. Um, we saw King of Swing win Horse of the Year. Probably not a surprise. It, it ended up coming down to so Jewel Melody was the two-year-old of the year. Rip was a three-year-old of the year. So a wonderful return for 
the uh, Wayne, and, Wayne and Julie Wayne Loader and, Julie. and obviously yeah. Bernie Hewitt. Uh, Dougie takes the drive on, on Rip. So they were the two and three-year-old and King of Swing was the age horse of the year. So it came down to those three. King of Swing got the vote. So, yeah, wonderful little uh, – it's not a posthumous <laughs> tribute because the horse is still kicking around, but um, nice little tribute in retirement. Post race, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. A nice yeah. accolade, another accolade that he adds to his marvellous career. And, yeah, it was great to see Bindi and Luke there accepting the awards. And King, you know, he's been the star of their stable for many years now, but now he's turned his attention to the breeding barn. And no doubt as we start to see his crop, first crop hit the racetrack in the years to come, There'll hopefully be another star in there too. Yep. So we, so Belinda McCarthy won the first lady award for her her Efforts performances here. At Club here. Obviously, Club and Angle had your awards. Will yep. Rickson was was awarded. Will, so. a very a very yeah. deserving winner, and it was great to see him in his acceptance speech credit his parents, Cindy and Peter Rickson, as well for their efforts in the industry and for how he's been brought up um, around the sport and what he's learned from them. So that was just fantastic. It was it was just a really nice vibe in the room, wasn't it? You know, people made an effort. You know, like I said, the people travelled. There was uh, there was people that came from, from afar. People got dressed up. It, you know, it was a nice afternoon. It was It was, it was a very nice afternoon. Good to see some participants letting their hair down. And, of course, it's been such a big few weeks here at Menangle and in Sydney. So it was nice to see them have a bit of a relaxing afternoon before it's all business ahead this week with exactly. the yearling sales and also Miracle Mile exactly. Night. Exactly. Now, we had another special guest in the room, the CEO of Harness Racing Australia, Andrew Kelly, was there. And this was a little bit of a shock to some people. Now, Andrew was there on special business. He got up and Ken Brown, our, our chairman of Harness Racing New South Wales, and, and Andrew Kelly got up to bestow a very special award. Now, I can tell you this caught the recipient unawares and this man knows everything about that goes on in the state and he certainly knew everything that was going on about the awards. Not this one. No. So the, the J.P. Stratton Award. Now, this is a really special award. It's the J.P. Stratton Gold Award. It was awarded to my boss and the CEO of Harness Racing New South Wales, John Dumasey. This is so special. It came into being in 1976. It's only ever been awarded 22 times. So it's not like it's an annual thing when mm. they choose someone. You have to be – you have to really You've got excel to really yeah, in, in yeah. your contribution yeah. to the sport. So 35-year contribution, and we know that John's contributed to the harness racing industry for a lot longer than that, but it's been defined as 35 years. Uh, it's been his life, his whole family's life. The family, yeah. Um, yeah. A, yeah, a really humbling, humbling moment for the boss. Uh, he was very happy. He got up and accepted a few awards on behalf of other people, so he's a regular. He was clocking <laughs> yeah, up the case. He K's. was. He definitely and, was. Um, yeah, like he was very humble by it. I, I thought we might have seen a, might have even seen a tear from the big fellow there at one point. <laughs> he was pretty happy and, you know, and certainly very chuffed, but well-deserved. Well you know, um, Absolutely. Certainly rolls up the sleeves and gets the business done for the industry and works on behalf of all our, our stakeholders and our participants. So, yeah, special award. Great to see Andrew Kelly in the room and get to see the best state in, in Australia when it comes to harness racing deliver on the big stage. That's right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the awards were great. Um, Club and Angle obviously did a great job as well, so... And Bruce talked a little bit about the country club. That's where we had it. What a set. Like just a, a wonderful, wonderful um, establishment. If you're looking for somewhere to have your wedding or your whatever, that's the place because it is class 101. It yeah, is. It's beautiful. Food it's is just great. beautiful. It's yep. such a beautiful setup out there in the manor and it definitely was enjoyed on Sunday. Yep, absolutely. All right. What's the best thing you saw this week, guys? Yeah, for me, it was the dominance of females that made it into the Miracle Mile field. So I think we saw there Emma Stewart, she has qualified four um, runners. Belinda McCarthy has two runners plus the emergency and Kate Gath and Amanda Turnbull both to take the reins behind two runners. So especially with Team Till at the moment and we're donating here at Club Angle. Same with Harness Racing New South Wales for training and driving wins. Hopefully they'll be able to land the prize It'll in be the a big one. Yeah. It will. Yeah, it will. yeah. It's, you know, it's wonderful, isn't it? Like out of the eight horses that are likely to be the starters – Six of them are the Stewart or the McCarthy stable. Incredible. Um, and yeah. we've seen that as well back from the Inter-Dominion too where Jess Tubbs was also in that yep. Inter-Dominion field. The dominance of the females, it's just incredible. And I know that here in harness racing, we're so great at competing on an even playing field and that'll really be displayed there on Saturday night. Yeah, and great to see, as we said before, great to see Amanda Turnbull join the, the driving ranks mm-hmm. yeah, for that race as well. So well, uh, good luck, Amanda and Kate Gath taking steers in that race. Yeah, what about you, Freddie? I've really enjoyed the, uh, I guess, return to form, the resurgence of form for our Money Rocks. 
um, had a few homes throughout the career. I, I think he, he, Jason Grimson won six races with him going way back. Uh, Adam Kelly won a race with him. Grant Fuller won about five, six races with him. Now he's gone to Thorny in this season has won five from five, just been dominating. As we alluded, a very tough task coming up on Saturday um, in a race that is, I, I guess, a consolation to the free-for-all in many ways. Some of the horses that are going around in that race, he's going to really know he's in a race, and it'll be a, a good gauge for Thorny to see where the horse is at. But uh, um, I'm not sure he can make it six straight based on uh, on you know the calibre of horse he's racing. But if you base it on form and barrier, you'd go worse than have a, a tote ticket on him to maybe place uh, in, in that yeah, race yeah. because he's racing well. It's good to see him bounce back. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what, I can't go past the, the hype that's building up around this race and just the, you know, seeing stories pop up in the paper. You can search harness racing and, you know, you're getting content come out of our state at the moment. That's what I love about this time of year. It's just, uh, you know, fantastic. But the other thing is our podcast, Jess. So we're expanding. So we want to just give a little bit of... Little bit of detail around because you would have seen you or you hopefully you've seen some sort of more content <laughs> popping up. So you and I sat right here where we are last week and we had Greek sugars where Freddie is. Gee, you've changed, Fred. Yeah, <laughs> I've aged and I'm not as good looking, but anyway. Right. So we had Greg G'day to you, Greg. For, for a great chat. We're going to do more of that this week. Obviously, we did uh, we did a we recorded a show live from the awards and you were running around helping us get people. Amanda and I spoke to key participants in the race. We Wano gave up his time to talk through the, the process and took us inside the boardroom and the decision-making. Um, and, and this week, what you're going to hear is, and we, we had the first of a, of a special series talking to the breeders. So we spoke to Mark Barton from Nutrient Equine yesterday, and he talked about the process of putting together the yearling sales. And over the next four days, you're going to hear from several of our leading, um, leading stud um, setups and the yearlings that they've got prepped to go to the sales, they, they, they do such a wonderful job. And I think it's, I think if you go into the sales and you're going to buy a horse, it's great to know what was the infancy of that horse and how's it been treated and what was the love and care and, and attention to detail that was put into that horse. And that's the story that we're trying to extract. We recorded a couple of them yesterday and we're going to roll them out. They're, they're really, really cool sort of stories from people that we don't always hear from, but without them, well, we don't have an industry. You know, that, that's the reality of it. So they're doing such great work. And, and so you're going to see a lot more content of the Sprint Lane. But this show, this Tuesday live show, as is, and this is, this is where we started. This is, and this is the bit that you'll see live stream on camera through the Facebook. I know a lot of people like to consume our show through the Facebook platform, and that's great. Um, if you do, hey, don't be shy to get on the comments and send us some questions because we, we always try and have that that fourth person among three of us and a guest. And if you've got a question for our guest or even for us, um, you know, throw the question out there on the, on the platform and engage with us because that's the idea of the Facebook setup. But what I will say is we're going to pump out a lot more content, but we need you to vote with your feet. Please get on and, you know, subscribe, like us, um, leave positive reviews, those things, because that speaks volumes when it comes to decision-making around us as employees of various organisations giving up our time and making us available and, and how people want to continue to support this program. So please get around it, but please share it because the more we grow it, the more we can continue to just bring out great content for you. So that's the idea. So that's the little update with the sprint lane. We're excited. As I said, it's one of the highlights of our week among the three of us to be able to get together and, and just talk about a sport that we love. So, yeah, yeah it's good fun, right. isn't it? Yep. Light. Tag, follow, give yeah. us a review, that's it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, guys, um, we had the highest round of fantasy harness racing points accrued last week. Probably not a great deal of surprise because there was extra triple points value up for grabs, but um, usual suspect, and particularly here in the metropolitan region where you have that, where those points were, were accrued. Cameron Hart, the first driver to get 100 points for the season. In a round, so well done, Cam. He went straight past it. Actually, he was saluting his bat to the members stand there, <laughs> and um, you know, early on, so 112 points for Cam. Jack Callaghan had a great week with 80 points, but we saw people like Chris Geary and uh, Will Rickson do really well. Amanda Turnbull with a triple point score did really well. So, um, how'd you go? Yeah, I had both Cam and Amanda in my team. I thought I would have gone better than what I did, but I'm yeah. sitting now low 400. So that's worse than in weeks gone past. Mm -hmm. But we start again this week very yep. shortly. Yep. 
Yep. Um, yeah, there's something worth noting. I know yes. we're going live and those watching on the live stream will, will get this and those that listen later probably might miss out. But there is a earlier than normal cutoff for trades in your fantasy uh, team. Yep. yep. Paul? Yeah, so there's a, there's a countdown clock on the platform. It is counting down to one o'clock and it won't change. So, you know, it, it will continue to count down towards one o'clock. But please know the game will lock out at 12.30. And that clock is, is going to be deceiving and confusing for some people. So it is 12.30, it will lock out. We've put that message out on our social media. There's an alert on the platform at the moment. So if you plan on making trades and you haven't already done so, you have to do it by 12.30 because yep. it will lock you out. Look, if you don't make trades, your team's going to still be there. It'll, But yeah, 12.30 you is when you, you need to do it. So, um, so get in and do that. And the reason being is because we'll, we've got – 10 races here at Menangle this afternoon. The first race at 12.48. Yeah. So obviously the game needs to lock out in time for that first race to, to accrue points. But but it's going well. Yeah. I, I had an okay week. I actually yeah. got back, climbed a little bit back up to 20 You're in top overall. 20, aren't nice. you? You've made top, well. I'm, I'm lurking. I just can't get past – I can't break into the top 100. 124th yeah. at the moment. But I have loaded my team, my Metro team. I've nearly got four or five million dollar uh, you know, value drivers. Yep. Um, uh, How very Sydney. to do that, <laughs> but, but to, well, but but, but yeah, again, you have you've to got to time, because you? you look That's at the, the drivers are. that are going to. You've got most of them will drive at the at the metros, yep. but then you've got you know um, Will Rickson has been getting around Jack Callaghan, Robert Morris. They're all taking drives uh, at the other meetings. It's at the expense. I've really gone light on some of my other areas, um, like the Hunter and the Riverina, uh, with some some drivers that have been earning good points, but their dollar value is. Yep. way way down and that's how I was able to load up the metro so a mate and I were having a, a, a bit of a debate or conversation and trying to nut this one out yesterday yep. so let's let's say we've got the trotters race yes. group one trotters race on uh, Saturday night Greg Sugars has got the inner dominion champion in that potentially could be a 30 point 30 pointer correct get for Greg Sugars he'll have he'll have um, uh, better eclipse in uh, in the one light the other. horse, yep. free horse for yeah. in the yep. free for all, so which is a double points race, yep. and he's got another drive as well. So let's say there's a little bit of a point score going on there. He's got three drives for the week. Is he a better option than say Will Rickson, who's got he's got eight drives that we've we've noticed? Yep. That's what you've got to do. You've got to do the sums. That's the beauty of the game. You do those sums and say, well. Who's because they're but you know Greg Sugar's a hundred thousand dollars dearer than Will Rickson on the platform, so they're the conversations that that make this game so intriguing, and you know that, that's what's been a lot of fun about it. But that's the debate that we kind of had for about twenty minutes yesterday. Or who's the better option? You know, there. So yeah, plenty of options there. The the beauty is all those drivers, all those interstate drivers got added last week. So you know, you might say, well, I think Kate Gaff's, I think Catch a Wave's going to win the Miracle Mile, so I'm going to get Kate Gaff in my team. You know, that might be the the discussion that you have so you know and and say well there's 30 points and that might be 30 points better than i'm going to get by bringing someone else in i bought jack trainer in last week and he got me 21 points yeah exactly so yep you know that, that that's that's the beauty of the unknown and the gamble that you take you know by by purely having a go at the game so all right uh guys we're, we're starting to run out of time but yielding sales this week that it's so important we've already touched touched on it slightly but the yielding sales they are on at the English Riverside Stables at Warwick Farm. Now, there's a parade at 5 o'clock on, on Friday evening, so let's hope the weather stays, stays good because there's no better place in the world than Sydney on a, you know, on a beautiful late February night at 5 o'clock uh, on a twilight event. It's, it's fantastic. The auction starts at 11 o'clock on Sunday. Now, on Saturday, there's a inspection day, so speaking of nutrient yesterday, they'll have vets on site and you can you know, do your due diligence on any horses that you're interested in. One thing they did say, though, is... Uh, register on the auction platform and register with Nutrien just to establish that line of credit that's required because they said the last thing we want is people being at the sales and they spend all day doing all that admin stuff. They want them looking at horses. That's what people go to these things for. So, you know, make, do yourself a favour and get in early and do do the line of credit and, the, uh, and, the, and you can bid on horses remotely. So that's where if you register for the auction platform, that, that'll solve that. But... Yeah, look, looking through the book, there's 235 yearlings up for grabs. Um, impeccable breeding, all of them. And as as I started to realise yesterday, talking to some of the breeders, just the love and care and attention to detail is, is second to none. Uh, almost 
you know, they're like surrogate parents, you know, and, and they're having to part with their these Trilip, horses that yeah. they've nurtured and suddenly they're putting them on a truck and saying, How right. many are you buying? <laughs> oh. <laughs> How many do you want to buy? 235. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just I a very cool winner. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. So we can do it. Um, you know, what, what we found fascinating, Amanda and I spoke to some of them, and we said, there's all these horses that are just a number right now. These are the horses that we're going to be talking about on things like the Sprint Lane podcast. That's exactly right. In just over a year's time yeah. around the Breeders' Challenge series. Yeah. <laughs> That's, how cool is that? Mm. They don't have a name yet. They're just a number right now, but... You know, it'd be nice to look back and say, well, which one was that? You know, did we – yeah, so that's the beauty of uh, of our game. But so get around it and support it because without it, that's our heartbeat of the industry. That's the infancy point. We need to we need to support that. All right, 10 races today, Fred. 12.48 is the first. So it's a big card. You're, I'm you're not, not calling I'm this not afternoon. calling today. I'm back to normal next but, week. Um, but it's a great card. But what about that last race? Yeah. It's just a <laughs> sensational race. Elder yep. Orlando, Bandur. And, I mean, they, these are horses that you expect pump the brakes. They're, too they're fast, Saturday. too serious. Yeah, Saturday, Saturday class horses, obviously with the, the carnival in full swing. They, were, they missed a run on uh, Saturday just gone. But, so that means we've seen Outer Orlando two weeks ago. Last week it was the Black Prince and Outer Orlando, Bandura and Too Fast, Too Serious, etc. Firefox. Uh, Firefox is, is a, a really good race that last I one. reckon Darren Binscombe might have Alpine Stride fired up for that one. Mm-hmm. There you go. The spell. So, yeah. all right. Black Booker. Uh, your horse to follow. Exactly. Well, Black Booker, I, that's, not, that's not my go. Okay. The Black no. Booker. No, I understand. We'll understand. that in a minute. But, uh, yeah, 10 races this afternoon. So, Jess, you'll be out on, on track for that. Uh, June East tonight. Bathurst Wednesday. We've got Tamworth and Penrith on Thursday. Friday's huge once again. Wagga, Dubbo and Newcastle. Um, and then we've got Newcastle and Canberra on Friday as well. So, yeah, huge, huge, um, you know, sort of seven days of racing. And in between that, of course, we've got the Miracle Mile Carnival, three group ones. Um, should be fantastic. Now, if you can't be on track, and that's you know, disappointing if you can't be here because you'd have a great night if you, if you, could, make, if you could make it to track because you're going to see... And hear the, the beautiful sounds, and there's going to be food and entertainment and all all that jazz, Jess. Um, if you can't, the second best seat in the house is going to be Sky Thoroughbred Central. So wall to wall coverage, the whole event, um, all star cast bringing you the action, you know, access to the stables, the track, the you know, analysis, the all the backstory, all that, all in HD. It's going to be fantastic on on Sky Thoroughbred Central. So it'll be really good, and you'll hear Freddie's call. Yep. yep. Excited, mate? You must oh, be always. Yeah. yeah, look, it's an incredible time of the year, and as a race broadcaster, um, and it doesn't matter what code you're covering, this, these are the races you really get up for, and uh, um, you just don't want to basically, you just don't want to stuff it up. You just want to get it right, nail it, and go home, have a scotch at the end of the night, and say, yeah, that, that went all right, <laughs> uh, which is what I, I generally do. Uh, so nail it. look forward you to You will nail, nail it. it. You're the best in the business. Uh, right, oh. What are we black booking? Saying we're running late, Jess. You go. No, you take go. It, you no. take it away. No. I want you, <laughs> no. save time. Jess yeah. is going to explain our black book. Oh, you got yeah. one, one to watch. We just we, couldn't split. Okay. Yeah, yeah right. so we have picked the same black booker. Coincidentally, it's BD Joe. He was absolutely enormous yeah. in the sprint qualifier on Saturday that Spirit of St. Louis took out, of course. The, the race was just run far too slow for anything to even make a move to get into it. So we think BD Joe this week in the light horse. His run home was as oh, quick as sectionals are unbelievable. His sectional was off yeah. the Twenty-eight one twenty-five five. Yeah, a little bit luckless. And, and nowhere to real go. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. Because we're, we're in concert there. Luckless at Newcastle. Yeah, I think um, in that in that Newcastle. Just yeah, like he wasn't comfortable no, at all like there at Newcastle. I think he was hitting the wheels. This Menangle track suits him down to the ground and the draw's definitely in his favour this Saturday well, night. Yeah, all right. One to keep an eye on because Jess is due. I'm definitely That's why I'm due. jumping on the I'm jumping in the on the bandwagon. She tipped an eighty to one winner the other day and I thought, whatever I'm going. No, we, we 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 actually have this little joke about what's your black booker and the amount of times we both come up with the same and one of us changes, but today I said, No, I'm sticking, you stick. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Hey, good show today, guys. Um, this is different. We haven't stood for a show, and we're well. We've been doing this for twenty-something episodes now. We haven't. My little legs are tired. I need to coming off coming off a bad Gary Long Jack spell. too. So yeah, the Gary Jacks are right at the moment. Yep. So, so yeah. um, all right, the Gary Ablets have been working. Yes. So, <laughs> Stop. so huge, uh, huge week ahead. 
Can't wait to see it all unfold. Jess, good luck with what you've got to do with Common Angle. I know you're going to be super busy. Freddie, uh, you'll nail the call, mate. No Jeez. doubt. Can't wait to hear you hear you lay the soundtrack to what I think is going to be an epic edition of the Great Race, the Miracle Mile. The field is there. Uh, all the publicity is in, in full swing. Hopefully the weather gods are helping us out. Um, the hype is certainly there. Let's just race. Can't wait. And let's hope they all get around in one piece and, and we're all good and we just have one of the most memorable nights of racing here at this track that I've no doubt it will deliver. So Look forward to it. Can't all right. wait. Guys, we'll be back next week. We don't know where we'll, whether we'll be sitting, standing. Yeah, we don't yeah. know where we'll be, we'll what be. room, but that's the beauty of the sprint lane. But, hey, as I said, you're going to see plenty of uh, content pop up on your, on your podcast platform, but the live show every Tuesday at 11 o'clock you'll see us and, um, you know, we can't wait to continue to bring you some laughs and, and banter around our great sport. So if you can... Give us a like, follow, share, tell everyone about it if you can. We love doing this for you and that will just help us out immensely. Guys, have a great week. See you later. See ya.